0: Good evening, morning, afternoon, whoever, wh- what time it, is, whoever time it is, whatever time <laughs> it is, whatever time it is. We are uh, we're off and rolling here on the Go Shadou Sports Podcast. Uh, Go Shadou Sports Editor Austin Huff much better at writing the words than saying the words right now, of course. Uh, Evan Leepak making fun of me every week uh, with me as well. Week
1: it's easy to do. I
0: know. I kind of <laughs> write my own jokes about myself, basically. Like, said we're off and rolling. Walk into it, and you just right there to hit the hit the hit the single. You know. When you
1: think of the word "rolling," what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Rolling.
0: Yes. What do you like? What is that? He, what I what? think
1: of Adele, because of rolling, rolling in the, the deep. deep. <laughs> I
0: rolling. I think of. Um, I don't know. Can we
1: cut to rolling in the deep, uh, Sheila? Can we get a little... Can we put that in the podcast? I don't think we
0: have the trademarks. Rolling in the deep. That was not your cue to sing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is not a sports podcast but you anymore. played it <laughs> to the
0: beat. So, All right. right. If anyone's still listening, we're going to talk about sports now. Um, uh, believe it or not, we got the Ghost New Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, Evan Pack here. Uh, chatting it up. And uh, guess what, Evan? Northridge football, they just keep on winning. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. Right now, at least, uh, for the last four weeks. Uh, Raiders, the Raiders, 25. The Indians of Mississippi, 7. In the regional championship game, Northridge, semi-state bound. Uh, Evan, you and I were there. I'm going to run down a couple key stats. Then we can kind of break down the game as we saw it. Uh, you on the sideline, me up top, both freezing, thirty degrees, snow. You gotta love it. Welcome to the welcome to football weather, baby. That was football weather on Friday night. Um, here's a couple key stats for you uh, that I did some research on, courtesy of the Maximum Preps. Max Preps. Uh, Northridge ran 67 plays compared to 33 for Mississinawa. It's a big deal. And the transitive uh, time of possession became 31:35 possession time for Northridge compared to 16 minutes, 25 seconds for the Indians. And uh, the biggest out of the game, I think that everyone coming away from... Oh, sorry, I lip smack. Wow. Um, sorry, Sheila. Um, Post-editing is going to be fun. Rush yards. Northridge had 175 rush yards compared to only 38 for Mississinawa. Mississinawa came into the game averaging 325 rush yards a game could get absolutely nothing through the air, or through the ground, sorry, on the ground. Through the ground. Had a total, had a total <laughs> yeah, through the ground. Um, Northridge defenders were throwing the Mississinawa running backs through the ground a lot on Friday night. And well, the one
1: running back was already pretty close to the ground because yeah, he five was 5'4". Four. Four, um, so. Yeah, that's way to make a short joke. That's yeah.
0: rude. <laughs> he was just offended the whole community of people, man. Unbelievable. He's and actually
1: kind of tough to tackle at some points. He,
0: the dude also had 16 tackles on defense. It's He's pretty impressive. He's a beast. Um, kudos to him, you know. But Northridge defense, once again, just shutting down um, that potent Mississinawal rushing attack. Second straight week they've shut down a very high-octane rushing offense. Uh, Clint Walker, Ridge Howard, Trent Jensen all had seven tackles each. Uh, Jensen had a huge sack in the fourth quarter, uh, kind of chased down the uh, mississippi quarterback, Quaterer, Quaterer, whatever we determined last week, I forgot. I think it was Quaterer. Nolan Quaterer uh, for a 12-yard loss that set up like a fourth and long, and then they didn't get the fourth and long, and Northridge took over, punched it in three plays later, make it 25-7, pretty much you know, ended the game. Uh, Peyton Shook had an interception in the game. That was a big play at the time. Deflection. Off of deflection, right. Uh, Only one big play for Mississinawa, 55-yard touchdown pass that, you know, the wind kind of helped it a little bit. It got past a couple Northridge. It was a fluky – it was a very fluky touchdown throw. Let's just say that. Um, Other than that, man, that was a dominant performance from Northridge. Uh, What was your kind of maybe some, some of your takeaways from the game? Mr. LePack. Well, you
1: know, as you know, I was very
0: focused on um,
1: taking the best photos I could. So, mm. you know, there's only so and much they, I can.
0: They, and they came out very well, I must say. Those pictures in the snow, the first half snow flurry pictures, were pretty darn good.
1: Yep. Don't like the snow, but I would say they, they were make fire. photos better. They were fire, but that's the they opposite of snow. snow. Yeah, and I obviously I missed most of the second half
0: because you know you were thawing out and editing photos. thawing out and editing
1: photos, but. I mean, it's just the same recipe that's worked for them this entire playoff run. It's They've stayed consistent. Their confidence has been up, and that's translated onto the field, especially defensively. And when when the team is one-dimensional and you're doing so well against the run week after week, I mean, that confidence just keeps building. And here we go again with New Prairie, right? Right. Another no, run-heavy offense. Yeah, it's so. the
0: same, almost the same team they're playing again this week. Um, the time
1: of possession too. If you've looked at every week yeah. in and week out, they dominate the time of possession. So it's that's huge really as been well.
0: impressive to see that. Honestly, uh, the only game in this whole postseason run that where it hasn't been like a staggering difference was against Columbia City, and that was it. I mean, they like, they were up thirty five seven on Columbia City, and they just kind of let the Cougars, you know, or the, are they the Cougars? No, they're the Eagles. Sorry, let the Eagles just kind of you know get a couple garbage time touchdowns and run out, some, you know, run the clock basically out on themselves. Um, right. So, but other than that, like literally, that that time of possession number is always double the play. Call the plays too. Same thing against Leo. You know, like basically said they had to like out Leo, Leo to beat them. Like control the clock, run the ball, time of possession, and that's what they did. And then they did it again this week against this past week against Mrs. Um So just an incredible performance. Uh, you know, minus one fluke play that should have been a shutout. You know, mm-hmm. probably should have been a shutout. Uh, great defensive effort. Offense for Northridge played fine. They made the plays when they needed to. The fourth down conversions are what really stand out right now. Like, they're not afraid to go for it if they're across the 50. More times than not, they're going to go for it. And they have trust in their defense to where if they don't get it, the defense will make a stand and not, you know, they could do okay on a shorter field. And they went like five of six on third, fourth down conversions. The touchdown pass to Kate Sines was on a fourth down that made it – um uh, twelve nothing at the time, I believe, or no six nothing at the time. Wait, no oh, wait, sorry, that Kate Science touchdown was in the Leo game. Sorry, the Kate Science touchdown was this game was in the first quarter or second quarter. First second play quarter. of the second quarter. That's always fun to say. First play of the second quarter. Um, but they made Kate Kate Science had a couple fourth down receptions in this game. I know that much. Uh, I'm sorry for mis uh, confusing the games up in my brain of when the touchdowns happened, but. Uh, there's been so many of them, obviously, in the last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, they're just making big plays. Like when they need to make a play, Northridge makes a play on offense, and they and everything in between is them run, running, run, 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 chew up the clock, move the ball, you know, get the first downs, and then they make a big pass if they need to. And it's it's been impressive to watch. It's been a really like a masterclass in kind of like play calling, time of possession, you know. Players making plays, you know, like, kind of like a coach's cliche of like dudes being dudes. You know, like you hear football guys say that all the time. Like, dudes got to be a dude. And they've had a lot of dudes make dude plays in the last couple of weeks. Agreed. <laughs> You're just the best uh, co host to feed <clears up>, on, <throat> man. Let me tell you.
1: I mean, sometimes when you go on these longer rants, I can't tell if when you stop, you want me to like talk about it.
0: I just say yeah. Thank you. That
1: sounds good because you said everything. So <laughs> you.
0: you know, we should maybe you know we're gonna script this out next week. We'll just write word for word for them what we want to say and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, that would be uh terrible. No, it would be miserable. <laughs> uh, it would
0: be so much more work. Uh so you mentioned that uh they're gonna be playing uh the new prairie cougars this week, semi-state championship with a chance. Winner winner goes to <laughs> Lucas Oil Stadium to play for the Class 4A state championship. Home of the Colts. Home of the Colts. Yep. That's I, I the could Indianapolis be there, could be there back-to-back days.
1: Yeah, North you already Ridge have wins. tickets for the
0: Buccaneers Colts game the Sunday after the state title games. So that would be fun. Go once as a fan, once as a worker, you know. So it could be interesting.
1: Once, once as a... Blue-collar worker. Uh,
0: New Prairie. New Prairie beat Lowell in the regional championship game this past Friday. Their regional championship game. Uh, their quarterback. I'm going to read off a couple stats from the game. You. We're going to kind of do an overview of New Prairie as well. But uh, some of the key numbers that come out of that game at Lowell. Uh, sophomore quarterback Marshall Kmisek, He's. Uh, it's an interesting name to spell. Or say, K-M-I-E-C-I-K. Also interesting to spell. He had uh, two completions, two passes, pass attempts, two completions, 68 yards though, touchdown. He threw a 53-yard touchdown pass. He also ran for like a 65-yard touchdown run, had 185 rush yards and two touchdowns in the game. So he was kind of like a, in a tag-got type role where he threw and ran and did everything and made the plays. Now tag throws the ball a little bit more obviously for Northridge, but um, you know the rushing is you know kind of similar in that sense.
1: This kid only weighs 160 pounds, apparently. So you'd think he would throw more,
0: but, but if you're quick, I guess not. If you're fast, I guess. Uh, so they, you know, they had a couple like quick touchdowns. It was 14-14, I think, going into the fourth quarter. They threw the big touchdown pass. They got an interception on defense. Then they had the big run, and all of a sudden, within like three minutes, it was 28-14, and then they held on at the end. So. Uh, so New Prairie, they're playing well, you know. Obviously, if you get to the final four of your of the class, you're probably playing well at this point. So uh, New Prairie, though, they are like you mentioned, a very run oriented offense, and you've got some numbers to back. Does that anyone up. throw
1: the ball in Indiana?
0: No, no one throws the ball in Indiana apparently, except Concord, and we we watched what happened to them when it rained and the field was a mud pit. So yeah, well, that was sad.
1: That was the worst case scenario for them. Yeah.
0: They did well. They do well when they threw. When Concord has a good field, they throw the ball incredibly well, and they threw the ball well all year. That's just a bad, bad, tough loss for them. Anyway, North New Prairie, give me some numbers, Evan. You got the numbers, right? Some data. Some data. You pulling up those New Prairie offensive numbers for us?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing that jumps out, right? You look at you. You're looking at the stats here for the team stats, and. Rushing yards only two fifty four. It's a lot, but it's not as much as right. the prior two teams. I will say New Prairie's probably played a more difficult schedule mm-hmm. than Mrs. Mrs. has. But I mean Leo played a pretty difficult schedule, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But but still, I mean, if you look at their offense, it's not as dynamic. Only 80, 80 passing yards per game. Obviously, that's been established because quarterback's only thrown like ninety passes all season. Right. So,
0: and they threw two. And his,
1: his top receiver has 16 catches this year, and he's six four, so you'd think they would be using him more often, but they don't, because that's not their game plan. But maybe a couple surprise passes in this game against a team that's been really good against the run would uh, benefit them. You would but, think? But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Only, I mean, if you 332 total yards. It's it's just not in points too. Twenty eight compared to twenty five per game for Northridge. So, because Mississinawa and Leo were in the forties, were they not?
0: Or close yeah. to, close yeah. to forty? Again, again, the schedule does play a factor. So because the they do play teams like you know Elkhart, Penn, yep. Mishawaka, Marion. They're within the Northern Indiana Conference, so they're going to play a lot of those big schools. Right, and that affects you know how many numbers you can put up. You're not playing. The bad teams where you can rack up, you know, 500 yards rushing, you and know, or whatever. So And they beat Penn. And they beat Penn.
1: And Penn won a sectional.
0: There, Yes, they did. So Their only two losses this year were to Mishawaka Marion, who's playing for a 3A North Semi State Championship on Friday, and Elkhart, who's a 6A school. So when you lose to, you know, the best 3A school in the area and a, a 6A school, like that's pretty good. Those are good, those are quality losses. I would say,
1: you know, I mean, they lost by thirty-three to Mishawaka Marion. So it's not a quality loss. But. I mean,
0: in terms of team <laughs> you're playing, like if you're gonna lose, you know, you, they didn't lose to anyone that they weren't supposed to lose to, basically. And they beat some teams maybe they weren't supposed to beat. They beat Lowell twice. That's so you know, two two tough games, and they beat Lowell both times. They beat Penn. Historically, no one beats Penn, but Penn's not what they are or have Penn. The last couple of years, I don't. I, there's a lot of you know nostalgia with Penn because they're they were amazing in the '90s and they're historically one of the best programs in the state. Mm-hmm. But since you know, since literally since I've been here, they haven't really been Penn air quotes, you know. So like, yeah, beating them is still it still means a lot. But I
1: mean, in they, the scope, they made of a run like, at yeah. the end of the season.
0: Yeah, they've gotten to a four-team sectional because they're they in six A, <laughs> and they beat Elkhart, who they've already you know beat before this year, and they forgot who they beat in the final, but so still, it was,
1: wasn't it Norwell?
0: No, well, it was not Norwell. I can it guarantee could be you, Norwell. I can guarantee what you. What class is Norwell in? Norwell's like in four A. Are they? Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, maybe it started with an N, and I'm just like. Yeah. It's. I wish I had internet in here. so Let's I just move
0: on. Let's just move on from uh, that.
1: I have one bar, and it's not going to get me internet in
0: here. Anyway, uh, so yeah, my point here is New Prairie, you know, their stats, they're still very good stats. Those are good numbers. It's not what Leo and Mississinawa had, but Leo and Mississima also might have had some stat-stuffing, you know, numbers against some bad teams that, you know, they would play, so... Uh, defense. You get, you're gonna you're gonna give some individual stats here, man. Are we gonna.
1: Do you want me to do that?
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Stop, be stop Chesterton. To look. Chesterton. Ten, ten to seven. Mm. That's what it was. There you go.
1: Just had to look you, it you up. You
0: had Wi-Fi in your laptop the whole time, but you went to the phone for that. So. I
1: don't have Wi-Fi. In my life. I have no internet.
0: Okay. Anyway, continue. This is
1: pulled up. Continue. I will. Oh, it's on my phone. I will do that. Individual stats.
0: Yeah. For the I mean, mighty... we can
1: talk about the running game, right? You know? Mungia? That's what we're going to go with? Mungia? Yeah.
0: And what's, his, uh, what's his first name?
1: It starts with an N.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> you should have had this uh, ready to go, bud. So I'll write off the defensive stats while you figure out your offensive stats. Um, well, I'm not
1: going to be able to figure out. Well, Actually.
0: You can write them down. Here, you want my pen? Actually, I might be. I'm going to throw me. a pen across the room. You Ready? Oh, you no can write down the offensive stats. Oh, God, that hit the microphone. <laughs> That's going to be such a bad audio spike. I am so sorry, Sheila. Uh, defensively, New Prairie is led by junior Tavion Ortman. Has 107 tackles this year. That's pretty good, I would say. 107? Uh, two sacks, yeah, 107. He's no Rich Howard, you know, has like 130 this year now. But
1: Did break that record.
0: Rich Howard has the record, yeah.
1: Single season for tackles.
0: Uh, behind him is senior Jacob Myers. He has 73 tackles, second on the team, but he leads with seven sacks. So, if Northridge is going to throw the ball, watch out for Myers, You know, maybe with a little pass rush. Um, So, I'm not sure if he plays D-line or middle linebacker, but his number is like 55. So, that would make me think he's a linebacker, but really the numbers don't matter in high school or college anymore at this point. Uh, And then right behind Jacob Myers is Nathan Andrzejczyk. a junior, 70 tackles as well. So those are their main three tacklers uh, this season. No Prairie comes in giving up only 10.1 points per game. That's pretty good. They have only given up six points per game in the postseason. They gave up zero to Plymouth, three to Culver Academy, six to South Bend St. Joseph, and 14 to Lowell. So, in theory, they're giving up more and more points every week. So maybe Northridge is primed to score like 21 or 28, maybe. Who knows? That's all they need. Yeah, and the way their defense is playing. Um
1: they've scored in the 20s all playoff season except for when they beat Columbia City and they, they scored 35. Score 35. Yeah. But
0: they uh you know if uh, so, in or- so we, you know New Prairie had a good good regular season schedule, their postseason schedule has been eh, um Plymouth, very bad 0 and 9. Uh they beat Culver Academy. They were a 6 and 3 team this year, so that's that was a good win to the sectional semi, South Bend St. Joe. One two sectional games, but they were two and seven in the regular season. That was a relatively easy win for new Prairie. And then Lowell this past week, again, we mentioned them. They were six and three in the regular season. Uh, new Prairie beat them twice. So new Prairie and Northridge, I would say have very similar resumes in a sense, like especially on with
1: paper. The, I mean, they're probably going to look pretty, you know, equal on the field it's as a well.
0: Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Um, you know, Northbridge, I guess, didn't really have a signature win in the regular season. Like, they beat everyone they were supposed to beat. The injuries, obviously, we've talked about that before, but the injuries really hurt them. And the COVID contact tracing, like, they had those couple games there where they got their schedule really ticked up. You know, they're playing Mishawaka, and they're playing Warsaw and Concord. And, you know, but the injuries also came at that same time, which was not great. But, you know, they had enough time to kind of readjust, you know, boost things around. We've talked about Got going quarterback, and that – really opening up things for them and uh, you know they picked up big one over Leo who was ranked second in the state and uh, at the time that confidence
1: is just uh, you it, know that they, momentum confidence right. is continuing they have,
0: they have the mantra of why not us and that's you know been carrying them the whole way and you know Coach Epley at the beginning of the postseason told me you know we're looking at this as a you know, first of a five-game series to get to state, and then you know, sec- two, second game, third game, fourth game. Well, now we're at the fifth game. This is the final game of the series to get to state. So this team is really believing. Uh, they're gonna. They're they're the underdog according to John Harrell's projections. Uh, John Harrell, our ve- very resourceful uh, website, uh, makes his projections as well, and he has New Prairie winning twenty eight seventeen on Friday night, which uh, I would be surprised if it's a, a double digit win. For the Cougars, I think this is going to be a one-score game. I think it's going to be close, Um, barring anything you know unforeseen. I think both teams are pretty much the same. You know, Northridge throws a little bit more, so that maybe helps them a little bit. But who knows with the weather on Friday night? What they're going to try to do? Uh, It's obviously going to be cold. It's going to be in the 30s. Maybe supposed to
1: be clear, isn't it?
0: I hope to God, it's clear. Because
1: um, <laughs> you have to be outside.
0: We're all going to be outside, except Chuck Freeby and Bob Nagel on 46. So
1: Should make Chuck sit outside. Should do, make Chuck outs- do the game outside yeah, for once.
0: <laughs> no, you know, Chuck's, Chuck's a Hall of Famer, man. Two-time Goshen News Sports Podcast guest as well, so I uh, can't have him sit outside. Um, even though he made a comment towards me last week that I was not happy about, but that's fine. So it was funny. It was a joke. It was a funny joke, but I was very upset. Not kidding. Chuck's great. Um, <laughs> it was funny. It was funny joke. Um, yeah, I I think this is a toss up. I'm not gonna. I don't want to make a prediction because I don't want to jinx anything or like you know say something stupid and then people can play it back. Um, winner of this game, by the way, gets to play the winner of the Mount Vernon Fortville at Evansville Memorial game, which is also going on Friday night. It's a long drive from Mount Vernon, by the way. Three and a half hours to Evansville Memorial. They're still playing it on Friday night, which is surprising. Last week, Evansville Memorial hosted East Central, and that's also like a three and a half hour drive, and they played it on Saturday instead of Friday. So I'm a little surprised they did that drive. Um, Mount Vernon, 12-1. and one. They were ranked fourth in the final poll. They beat number one Ron Colley last week, 27-21. Big time win. That was quite the upset. From Mount Vernon. That was a a big upset,
1: but it was an upset. What? Not a massive upset, but it was an upset.
0: I mean, I would consider it a pretty decent-sized upset because Ron Colley was, you know, a perennial, like, contender. They're always great, and, like, you know, beating them is a big deal because they were a pretty heavy favorite, I thought, going in to this 4A this postseason. Um, Evansville Memorial, they're ranked eighth. They beat number five East Central. 17-14 17-14 to 14 in their uh, semi-regional game, sorry. So you got two top 10 teams down there in the bottom half, and you got two not top 10 teams in the top half of the 4A bracket. So um, it feels pretty open. I think whoever wins that Southern game is obviously going to be the favorite next week in Indianapolis, but with the way Northridge has been playing, with the way New Prairie has been playing, you can't discredit either of their chances if they whoever gets to state, you know. So... It's cool that Michiana will get at least one team to the state championship. I North think Ridge Northridge
1: under. has the better shot to beat one of those two teams just because of the way they've been playing, especially defensively. So, you never know. And their style of play on offense, you know.
0: Yeah, you That's, never know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Michi- no, I, I do know. Michigana has a couple, has a couple uh, chances to get – they can get up to three teams to uh, the state finals this week. Michigan City in five A is hosting Zionsville, and uh, Mishawaka Marion in three A is hosting Brebuff Jesuit. So a couple get up. You're guaranteed one either Northridge or New Prairie, and you could have Marion and uh, Zionsville or not Vinesville, Michigan City also going down there
1: represent Michigan. I don't
0: know if you saw that video, but Michigan City beat Valparaiso in the regional last week. And the Valparaiso coach went over to the Michigan City huddle after the game and was like, You guys represent the North now. Like, you know, don't let Zionsville from Indianapolis be the northern team in the state finals, basically what he was saying. Like, You represent the north of the state. Like you guys are it. Like it was it was really cool. I thought it was, was a really a cool video
1: on Twitter?
0: Yeah, it was everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, you know. Dang it. It was actually a very cool video and uh um, you know, it was really cool that the guy, you know, the coach had just lost a regional championship and he still was like, hey, go over there and represent us, you know, represent the area, the north, you know, so that's cool.
1: Represent for us little people. I, I think it's better when you get, like,
0: a true, like, <laughs> northern, northern team, you know. Even Fort Wayne, you know, is still north. Like, it's kind of like Zion, Fortville, Mount Vernon, Fortville is north of Indy but they're in the south half of this bracket because that's where the line was just drawn. Mm-hmm. It's kind of lame. Like, you know, it's kind of lame. It's kind of fun having, like, a team at the state border, like, being, representing, like, Westview Boys Soccer, you know, played uh, Providence, and that was about as far of a difference as you can get. Mishawaka Marion played Evansville Memorial in soccer, girls soccer. Like, that's a really that's about as far as you can get. Like, really north and really south. Like, it's kind of fun when you get that, I guess. Instead of just, you know, cathedral playing... Whomever from Indy, you know, or Center Grove playing Ben Davis. Like, oh, wow, great. Two teams that are in the same conference playing for the state title. Like, whoa, you know, it's very exciting. No, it's, it's kind of fun when you get, you know, you got Eastside, you know, potentially, or Eastside's playing Andronian. Those are two teams that are pretty north in the 2A. You got North Judson and Adam Central, like two other teams kind of, you know, northern up in the state. Like, that's fun. I don't know. Sue me. Sue me for having fun. Um, anyway.
1: Eastside, Eastside won last week.
0: Eastside beat uh, Eastbrook. Eastside number in two A has beat number one Lures and number two number two Lures, excuse me, and number one Eastbrook in the last two weeks. So good for them. Now they got a chance to beat Andrean, who's one of the other kind of powerful teams in two A. If they beat if they beat Andran, team of destiny right there. Blazers are gonna win the whole thing if they beat Andrean, I think.
1: How about those? They get Blazers? to host
0: Andrean, too. So that's a that's another long drive. That's the region all the way to the other to Ohio. So. Anyway, we have the new Prairie offensive stats now. I stalled enough, I think.
1: I've been gone the last ten minutes.
0: Yep, it's just a voice recording. <laughs> Good editing by Sheila.
1: That is true, but yes, I have numbers from four players here. The first one is Prairie. How's it gonna say? Because <laughs> it's gonna say Prairie View. That's that was gonna be wrong. New Prairie's leading running back is uh, junior Noah Mangia. He has two hundred forty-three carries this season. For 1,651 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns on the ground. In the receiving category, Ben Frank, who is 6'4, 16 catches, 457 receiving yards, and 5 touchdowns through the air. Kamisic?
0: We're, We're going with Kamisic. Kamisic? The Marshall, quarterback. Khm, Marshall Kamisic. <laughs>
1: yes. We know he throws the ball, but he has 1,000 yards passing. You know, not terrible. Not terrible at all. Yeah, it's it's a little Ten more balanced. Ten touchdown passes, only four picks. He's it's, pretty smart with the ball.
0: It's more balanced than Leo and Mrs. Sinawa, but they're definitely going to run the ball.
1: But then you look at his rushing, too. Almost 1,000 yards, 14 touchdowns on the ground. So you got to watch out for him, obviously, to leave the pocket.
0: That's how he scored his big touchdown run. He dropped back to pass, and there was no one open, so he just ran and made a couple of people miss, and he scored, so... Yeah, it's going to be a fun game Friday night. I really do think it's going to be fun.
1: But wait, there's one more. One more. Another running back. Could be the fullback. His number's 34. And his name is Brock. Walter Payton. So that is fullback written all over it. But he only has 90 carries this season. 553 yards. That's over six yards carry. That's good. Five touchdowns. So he could be an X factor.
0: Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. Should be a fun game. 8 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Central start time, Friday night.
1: So so if you're making the 40-minute trek.
0: And you, uh, lose, and you lose 20 minutes off the clock. Maybe it's, you, like,
1: it's like 50 from Middlebury, probably.
0: Yeah. You, go, you drive 50 minutes and you lose 10 minutes on the clock, technically. It's kind of cool. Going to get into the central time zone. Yeah, it's, it's something, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, quickly, let's run through some other sports. That was a lot of talk about Northridge, but obviously semi-state. you got to set the scene. So, yeah. uh, you guys, just wait. If Northridge wins next week, then I that I get the whole episode of Northridge football. Um, we sure
1: guests on. Going to have to bring some guests. Probably. Going to have to bring some guests on. Might going to have a party in here in the uh, yeah. podcast room. Bring right.
0: some chips and salsa. Some sociables. Some sociables. <laughs> some uh, triscuits. <laughs> and some salami. Uh, there you go. It's going to be great. Uh, quickly, girls basketball. Uh, quick check in on the girls basketball games. Uh told... Said last week, Fairfield the get Goshen this past weekend. It was a litmus test type game, and the Falcons uh, passed test. They won 46-38. Bree Garber had a big game, her first kind of big game of the season, not that she wasn't playing big earlier, but 19 points, 10 rebounds. In the win, she also had a nice game, 15 points, 7 steals, 4 rebounds in the win over Wawasee last week. Um, she was an Athlete of the Week nominee this week. We are taping this before the winner uh, poll closed, so we don't know who won. We will
1: not be announcing on this episode.
0: We'll do this Athlete of the Week ad read in a minute. Uh, Another Athlete of the Week nominee was Zoe Willems from Bethany Christian. I finally figured out how to say her name. So that's good. Zoe Willems. What was wrong with it before? I kept on saying Zoe. Zoe Williams. Zoe Willems. Yeah, it's just very confusing. Uh, I don't think it matters, though.
1: That, Zoe? Zoe Williams? I've seen it spilled both.
0: In that game against Jimtown we talked about a little bit last week, she had 19 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals. It's pretty good. She followed it up Friday night with the victor- in the victory over ECA with 11 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. Just doodle. She, she is literally point do- guard now. Yeah.
1: And it seems like she's uh, taking that role by storm.
0: She was also an Athlete of the Week nominee. And our last Athlete of the Week nominee from the girls' basketball world, was Julia Montla from Northridge had a big week, big week. She had a really strong game against Homestead, number six Homestead. They only lost by nine, and she had 26 points and four rebounds in the game. But her big performance came Saturday against Fort Wayne and Southside at home. They won 71-34. to And Julia Julie had 35 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and the win – and the 35 points was the most for a girls basketball player in Northridge history. Single game record. Broke the record of Morgan Littweiler who scored 34 in a game in 2019. Uh, Morgan is currently playing Division One basketball at Eastern Illinois University. So that's a pretty good record. That's a pretty good company. It is. Montilla is signed to play for the University of St. Francis over in Fort Wayne. Uh, Indiana. You know that town in Indiana? Fort Wayne? Yep. Is that the NAIA team?
1: Mm-hmm. Who's like
0: really good they're going to be playing goshen college on saturday yes well i'll be there so yeah uh julia congratulations she actually was named the indiana basketball coaches association district one player of the week that's pretty cool you know
1: how many of those are threes do you have those stats
0: uh i did i read them in an email i have an email hold on i'll pull up the email because they did send an email about this the uh the uh what the athlete of the week <laughs> the player of the week um Montella was three of six from three in the win over in the game against homestead and she went three of five from long range in the game against Southside. so not like a ton from three like she She's did a lot nine, of nine of driving time. and scoring and Nine nine of her points in each game, 9 of 26 and 9 of 35, came from three. So she drove and, you know, made layups, made eight for eight from the line in the game against Southside. Only one free throw made in the game against Homestead. So, again, just a lot of, like, mid-range, low-block scoring. And especially against Homestead, like, I know they didn't win, but, like, you're playing against Diana Patterson, the number four recruit in the country at Homestead, who's, like, very good, top ten ranked in the state.
1: Where is she committed
0: to? UConn. And he only lose by nine. Yeah, she's, of course. Where else would she be coming? <laughs> like, yeah, it's UConn. Um,
1: Gene, uh, Gene Orema guy.
0: Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. At, he's pretty good. Um, so those three were athletes of the week nominees, and also Northridge football senior Trent Jensen for his performance on Saturday, or excuse me, Friday against Mississinawa. Uh, the Ghost News Athlete of the Week award is sponsored by our friends at Played Against Sports. You uh, may never outgrow your favorite sports, Evan, but you may outgrow your equipment. Just saying, you get bigger, you know, you probably don't fit into the baseball glove you had when you were six. You know,
1: my sports days are
0: long gone. Your locally owned played against sports provides an easy way to sell your quality used sports fitness gear and get paid on the spot or trade up for what you need now. Not only will you visit excuse me, not only will you save affordable <laughs> used gear, but they supply the latest new equipment and accessories from the most popular brands, brands visit our local Play It Against Sports store located right in front of the Concord Mall in the Elkhart-Dunlap area. For all the best deals on sports equipment, Play It Against Sports is the proud presenting sponsor of the News Athlete of the Week.
1: So thanks again to our friends at Play It Against Sports.
0: They are our friends. We are friendly with them. They're invited to Thanksgiving. It's um, like so
1: cold in here, I'm trying to see if I can see my breath.
0: It's but not that cold. But can't. Uh, other winter sports are starting I mean, it's probably up. in the
1: 50s or low 60s. It's bad.
0: We also are closing in on the other yes. winter sports starting. Girls swimming begins this week. Northwood hosts Knox in a swim meet Tuesday night. How about that? Uh, most of the swimming gets going next week with the boys also being able to start and also starting next week, wrestling and boys basketball let's get hype Tuesday November 23rd next Tuesday I'm very hyped boys basketball uh, get started in the area the Northridge Elkhart game boys game was moved to February because uh, Northridge football is still playing so they were like, "Yeah, we're not going to have enough guys because half our guys are still playing football." So that's you know fair. Um, Elkhart doesn't want to take the cheap win. I, I applaud that. They're
1: going to have to postpone some more if uh, well, they're going to have to probably Ridge postpone the,
0: the Westview game. For yeah, they're going to definitely postpone a couple more. Um, so you have boys basketball beginning next week, uh, and before that begins though, on Friday you can get ready for the high school sports winter season with our official Goshen news winter sports preview section it'll be in the Friday print edition of the Goshen News the stories will be online Goshenews.com slash sports already published the girls basketball story two weeks ago so you can go through the archives and find that but the other four will be right there at the top of the sports page come Friday morning yes and you'll have a very special 16 page special edition uh, uh, section thing with the winter sports previews pictures rosters you know, coaches' comments on the upcoming seasons, ads that you can look at, ads that you can look at. Thank you for all the people that advertised in that. It's, we appreciate your service and your business. Uh, yeah, yeah, big time, baby. Can't believe it. Like, I my brain won't let me process the fact that we really do have winter sports because we still have football going on. Like, I've usually had a, like a couple weeks of no no football to be like, okay, I'm ready for basketball. But, like, I'm still, like... I've covered girls basketball for two weeks, and I still am, like, not mentally, like, prepared to be like, oh, yeah, wrestling, swimming, basketball. Like, it's all happening. It's, it's all exciting. happening.
1: My brain has definitely processed the fact that it is now winter.
0: Well, your body processes it that it's cold. frigid.
1: Frigid outside. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No, I've processed, like, winter being a thing. Winter sports, different. I'm still not there yet.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Because... Hey, just, Everything's inside.
0: Just think about this, dude. We are only—we're guaranteed only one more outdoor coverage event of a game from now until like March.
1: Yeah, because if, if they do, and it's inside.
0: Yeah, if they go to state, it's at Lucas Oil Stadium. So we got one more cold Friday night to brave, and that's it. Positive spin zone. Come on, man. And
1: it's going to be like 29.
0: Oh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be very cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be below freezing. Uh quick check in on uh Goshen College. The men's cross country team is going to the national championship for the third straight year. They run in Vancouver, Washington on Friday, one thirty p.m. Eastern, 10:30 tw- a.m. Pacific time.
1: Where do you think they flew out of? Do you think they drove to Chicago?
0: I would bet they yeah, they might have drove they might have flown out of Chicago. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh South Bend maybe. Might be a little too much. But maybe. Oh, shout out to our um, our manager, our night editor, our night editor Steve Wilson for letting us know that Vancouver, Washington, is in the southern half of of uh, Washington and not the northern half near Vancouver. Believe it or not, you so would think that he told us that after we reported last week, uh, which we did talk about that last week, but we're mentioning it again this week because it's this Friday. So you can buy uh, the race, you can watch the race online for nine ninety nine. So. Go to the NAIA.com website or whatever, and you can buy a pay-per-view stream of the championship race. Uh, Goshen College is seeded 26th out of 36 teams, uh, which is you know, it's not terrible. But, um, it's better than being 36th. Yeah. Uh, they ran at best track in the 2019 National Championship and finished 20th. So if recent history is any indication, you know maybe top 20, top 25. Uh, I'll have a preview coming out on uh, the Wednesday paper online Tuesday afternoon, evening, about the uh, Goshen College men's cross-country team getting ready to go to state, or state nationals. It's a little more bigger than They're state. Not it's high a school. Nat- They're not it's in high a school national, anymore. It's a national championship. Yeah. Um, yeah, the top runner, Nelson Kemboy, sophomore, academic junior, but a sophomore, like, uh, athletically. He, he has hopes to get top 15, potentially, so we'll see how he does. Um, both basketball teams continue to struggle a little bit painful loss for men's basketball Saturday against Madonna.
1: A game they led most of the way, game right? game
0: they led most of the way. They only really trailed the last, at any point, really in the last 5-10 to minutes of the game, including overtime. Uh, just frustrating to watch that. I feel like every time I cover them, they lose in an excruciatingly painful way. So, maybe you go cover them next week, and I'll cover Notre Dame.
1: I mean, if you want to. Georgia Tech. It's not going to be a fantastic game now, is it?
0: Hey, Jamar Gibbs or whatever is the ACC Player of the Year, according to Brian Kelly. The
1: rambling wreck is just that. They're a wreck.
0: Yeah. Uh, Goshen College, both teams play tonight, non-conference road games. Men are at Roosevelt, women at Aquinas. And then they uh, start Crossroads League play Saturday against St. Francis. We mentioned them earlier. St. Francis' men's team is ranked number two in the country. So if you want to see... One of the best NAI men's basketball teams, Gundon Gymnasium, 3 p.m. Saturday. Women play at 1 p.m. I don't know how good the women St. Francis team is, but
1: And then you know what else we have this weekend?
0: What else do we have this weekend?
1: Obviously, we have Notre Dame. hmm Playing George Tech. Mm-hmm. Last home game of the year.
0: Yeah. Notre Dame eh probably should win. Yeah. Yeah. But is that, we, is, yeah. that our, is that our official Notre Dame talk right there?
1: Could be. But we I... also have Florida Mizzou. Oh. And we have a bet now that I just thought of.
0: Oh, my gosh. They're putting me on the spot. This is insane.
1: It's a simple one.
0: Florida, Missouri. I was
1: thinking, like, someone has to wear something. But Football. I can't really give you anything of mine because it won't fit, and then you can't wow, give anything because it won't no, fit me either. No,
0: it would fit you very, just barely long. It'd it would be very just wouldn't, wouldn't look You can wear my Mizzou hoodie. Yeah.
1: But we have to tweet. We have to send a tweet out.
0: Send a tweet out? Yeah. Like,
1: like um...
0: Like my name is Austin Huff and I am the biggest Florida Gators fan in the world, or something like that.
1: It can be something like that. It can be a one of the Florida chants, or like it's, yours is like Mizzou. Like yeah, it's, M-I-Z. I could say M I Z Z O U or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Whoever we have to we have to do the tweet. We have to tweet something about the other team
0: that we're like,
1: oh, we love them or uh, go them. You know, you
0: know what I want you to tweet? I got it ready for you. I got my tweet in my brain. I'm ready for you. You should be like, my name is Evan Lepec and my favorite Florida football game was when Missouri beat Florida, forty-two to fourteen, in the swamp in twenty fourteen, with twenty passing yards.
1: <laughs> I don't like to be reminded of that.
0: I'm, hey, you you proposed this bet. You could find something bad for me. You could like figure out a game. I, I'm the only game against Florida that I was like slightly traumatized by was the 2015 one when Mizzou was still kind of good. It was homecoming, and we lost 21-3. It was depressing. Um, last year was pretty bad. I don't count. Well, oh, that could be your tweet. You can make me tweet something about good about Dan Mullen. Oh, I hate Dan Mullen. He's yeah. A, yeah, you can make me tweet something nice about Dan Mullen. He's a, yeah.
1: Well, I don't even like Dan Mullen that much right now. So well,
0: he, he was your guy last year, so you better
1: ride him. To, At the moment, I'm, not, I'm a little low a him. Oh, when he starts losing, you go, wow.
0: Yeah, you're seeing what I saw last year, how much he's a... Not a nice word. Well, it's uh, not
1: only that, but it's other factors as well. But
0: you can make me tweet something nice about Dan Mullen. Okay. Yeah. Deal. We'll you, figure you it out. You were at that Missouri Florida game in 2014, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Left my in favorite the experience. Third quarter. My favorite experience at Ben Hill Griffith Stadium was when Missouri beat Florida 42 to 13, and the off, Missouri's offense had 20 yards passing.
1: You didn't even experience it. You weren't there. That's
0: your tweet. No, that's your that's tweet. My tweet, yeah. If Mizzou beats Florida so is this Saturday, you have to tweet that out.
1: Okay. Well, I'll just think of something. I'll craft it a little. Pretty, better. pretty tough for you then. Yeah. Please Twin win, Florida. <laughs> five
0: and five, Florida at five and five, Missouri. College football, four p.m. Saturday on the SEC Network. Woo! All right. M I Z.
1: Notre Dame, twenty-five point win over Virginia on the road. Sure. Defense. Backup quarterback shut him down. But backup quarterback. No Brennan Armstrong for Virginia. I, so the game was awash from the beginning because yep. of that.
0: That game pretty much played out with the backup quarterback how you thought it would. Um the only real news this week for Notre Dame, I think, is Kyle Hamilton not being coming back this year. He's probably, probably not never, coming back at all. Probably not gonna play for Notre Dame ever again, barring a miracle playoff appearance where carnage happens around them. It's not totally impossible at this point. Because uh,
1: Cincinnati could lose the SMU, uh, big, Michigan, well, Michigan but State could lose. But if Cincinnati lose.
0: loses, that hurts Notre Dame's case, right? Because Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. You kind of want Notre Dame twelve and or you want Cincinnati to be thirteen and L. The thing you're, Notre you're,
1: Dame's not going to hop them.
0: No, they're not. They're going to. The thing you need here is you need Oregon to lose a second game. You need Oregon to lose the Pac twelve title game. They could lose and Oregon you need, State. You need you need the and the Big Twelve to pretty much like play each other out of it. You really need like some chaos. Like so you need the you need the something happen to the Big Ten too. You like the playoff could be Georgia.
1: They need Ohio State to beat Michigan, Georgia, and they Michigan Georgia, State. They
0: need Georgia. They need Georgia to beat Alabama. Give okay, Alabama two losses, right? You need you need Ohio State or Michigan State just to like dominate, win, and play it out. You need Cincinnati to stay undefeated, and then you need Oregon, Oregon to lose, and then the Big Twelve play each other play itself out of the game. Like Oklahoma State loses Oklahoma or something. Because they're not going to take one loss, Oklahoma. So your four would be Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame.
1: They should be eight tonight in the rankings.
0: Yeah, eight or seven, somewhere around there. They're like they're like right there. Like it's crazy. Like this team is not good. They're like they're solid. They have good players, but they're really. He said not. this team
1: is not good. <laughs> they're not like, they're who, they,
0: they've beaten nobody. They beat Wisconsin, looks like a nice split now. Wisconsin's
1: good now. Purdue's, Purdue's a been win. they've had some good wins. Cincinnati, they haven't looked good, but they haven't lost.
0: It's a loss for Notre Dame. They didn't beat them. If Notre Dame had beat Cincinnati, they'd be like third, and we wouldn't be happy we'd be like having a debate of like are they gonna go, are they going or not? It actually wouldn't be a debate because they'd win their last two and they'd be in at twelve and Yeah. But like that Cincinnati agree. game, if they win that game, like this there's no debate, they're in the playoff. Like probably.
1: They're five or six, probably.
0: Yeah, they're right there. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, I can tell Sheila, I think, wants to get out of the cold of this uh, back room in our office. It's, and so do we. I'm fine. I put my jacket on. So, so you're like, I can talk
1: for another three hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm ready to go. My voice is, all, I'm warmed up from talking and I'm ready to go. Yeah. That was the first half of the podcast. Now here comes the second half. No, I'm kidding. Um, we're just going to play Taylor Swift's 10-minute version of that song that everyone's talking about that trash Jake Hall Poor Jake Gyllenhaal. What do you ever do?
1: From a song from 10 years ago? Unbelievable. It was a three-month relationship. Poor
0: Jake. Um, anyway, that'll wrap up this... This is the
1: pop, pop culture podcast, actually.
0: Stop. That'll pop wrap culture. up this edition of the Go Do Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week for a Thanksgiving spectacular. Um, talking about turkey. And all of Thanksgiving foods, and maybe Northridge football. We'll sneak some Northridge football in there, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, maybe
1: we'll make some time. For maybe
0: that. we're previewing a state championship game. Who knows? That'd be fun. I'd be excited, man. That'd be fun to cover a state championship game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, expand on this later, in probably some columns and some on the podcast. But like, this has been maybe the most successful fall like we've ever had. As a Goche News collective, like, this has been really impressive. All the teams, Westview boys Soccer, the cross-country, golf. With Must North have been Boy- me. I think it was me. Evan Leepak's presence. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to expand on it a little bit more, but if Northridge goes to state, and, heck, in this fall, Sam Grew won a gold medal in the Olympics, Paralympics. Like, that happened, too. Like, what? Crazy. Crazy fall. Uh... Anyway, we'll be back next week. We'll recap North Virginia Prairie, obviously. Maybe we'll talk about Thanksgiving food, uh, give our thanks to people and whatnot. uh,
1: What we we hate and what we don't hate. mm, from Thanksgiving.
0: It's going to be fun. So tune in next week and we'll talk all about that.